0: Wilma Dirksen is a well-known name in Winnipeg, and it's known across the world after her 13-year-old daughter Candace was killed, and she famously said that she forgives them. Since then, she has been helping other families, going through difficult circumstances, but she's been going through one of her own rumors of her death now Wilma is alive and well I heard about you know what you've been going through and I'm very sorry that must be really tough on you and your whole family
1: it is astonishing and it is more harassing and more
0: more threatening than I thought it would be Mm -hmm. so can you walk me through you know uh, how all of this kind of got started how you met this person but at the beginning of August, I just received a casual text from somebody I didn't know, a
1: pastor in Australia, saying that she had a parishioner that was going through a murder case, and if I would contact her and listen and 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 guide her because of my own murder experience with my daughter. And so, without thinking, I just answered and said yes, and then received a text from this person, and uh, then was enveloped into a, a horrific story, unbelievable. She, Her mother had been stabbed to death by her father who had committed suicide and before all of that she was seven years old and her dog had been killed. Her father had killed her dog and she had been living off of the streets because of neglect and had to um, ravage the trash cans for food. Just a, a, an unbelievable horrific story of abuse and trauma and then the aftermath of that and the and then the, the legitimate and the beautiful part of the stories was that the church had taken her in and she was now had a partner. And then and then as we were talking over the week, she discovered that she was pregnant and then she had a miscarriage. And then the, the drama started to get more and more involved. And and mm-hmm. then uh, pretty soon she was suicidal. Because she didn't know what to do because of the trauma and, and then she committed suicide that she really hadn't really died. She was alive and we had been, it was unbelievable, unbelievable. And, um, and being a therapist to hear somebody threatening to commit suicide, I realized right then and there that I was probably over my head in that I wasn't even close to her. I didn't know the response Mm -hmm. teams. I didn't know their resources in Australia and started to get alarmed. And then when she's, Suggested that she could get help locally. I I started to back away, saying, "You know, I can't do this. Uh, there's no There's no contract between us. I don't know you, and I'm not familiar with Australia. I'm incapable of helping you through these critical times." And that's when she turned on me and started to say, "No, uh, we need to continue." And then started to to harass and threaten and um and and then started to play the media and impersonate other people. And um, call my friends and and tell them that I was in trouble and and just started to stir stir up rumors that were untrue. And it was just crazy making. That's the only way to say it. It was just crazy making to have this unseen, unknown person create such havoc in my life just through social media.
0: Yeah, obviously this has put a lot of stress on you. How are you doing right now? Oh, we're doing fine. You know, half of it was
1: realizing what was happening. Once I realized what was happening, it was so different. It's, it's this time of manipulation where you don't know where this is coming from. And, and I was going through a very busy time, of course, in my own life at that time. And I, I wasn't paying attention to who was calling me and who was emailing me. And now I realize it was all a hoax. All of it was a lie. She has a mother. She has friends. She is well-placed. So all of it was a lie and just a feeling of, of humiliation and embarrassment at the time. But now, no, Cliff and I are doing wonderfully. Our family's doing wonderful. We are in a good space. I just wanted to be, um, I just wanted to put people at, re- uh, at ease and, and, and let them know that these are there are things that are going around about me that aren't true. <laughs> Not to
0: pay any attention. And, and so we're doing fine. What was it like for you to, you know, hear that? uh, like a a death rumor i'm sure that was quite a surprise i know to get a call from one of our pastors my husband got
1: a call saying asking if i was alive (laughs) it's just it's well it's nice to know that people still want me (laughs) was the that's the upside of that but but still the the unnecessary trauma around that right um to hear that somebody had died and and then and the lack of trust all that that goes with it i just at the same time i heard of this beautiful um well-known speaker and she was describing how the rumors that were going around about and i'd heard some of the rumors and i had believed the rumors about her and just realizing the incredible negative impact of untruths unnecessary untruths we can deal with with the truths that we have to and the honesty and 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 the the deceit that happens in this world but when when people, honest people are trying to live an honest life and then they are attacked on that kind of level, it's just horrifying. It's just a feeling of vulnerability that we can't even live our own truth anymore. We have no control over our own truth. And if we don't have a control over that, then, then what do we have control over? So it's just a real, like I said, a crazy making.
0: Well, what would you, you know, as a pastor, tell people who are, you know, maybe they are going through issues where rumors are coming in about them and they're struggling. What would you as a pastor tell someone who might be in a situation close to yours? Well, I have actually told people, this is what I was remembering when this
1: all happened to me. I says, you know what, if you are having people say rumors about you, then go on the offensive and let people know publicly that you are okay. Do not be intimidated by these lies. Do not hide. This is not when you hide. This is when you come out and give your testimony, give your witness and tell people that you're alive and that these rumors are false. And and so that I think is I had to apply now to myself. That I think that when we are being attacked, we we step forward. We don't get intimidated. We do not become overcome with fear and trauma at those moments. We we take on um well we, we take on God and his courage <laughs> and say, you know, this is, a, this is a time we need to talk truth. And, and so that I think people need to be warned at this time, especially the, um, the power of the social media and the power to, to spread lies. I think that COVID has been mm-hmm. a problem, but also the, the new vigor of, of um, social media and how do we discern the truth? and i don't think we know quite yet how do we discern we don't know i realized how how unprepared i was for this in in even knowing where the text was coming from how to even explore the uh, the origins of a text i'm not that um technically savvy to even and and i know that i missed things that i probably would have given me a warning so i think it it's sort of um an encouragement to all of us to be more careful, to still remain open. And uh, I do wanna say that I, I I don't want this to intimidate me. I will take a call, I will listen to anybody <laughs> and I will believe anybody until I'm proven mm-hmm. otherwise. And I don't regret what I did in, in trying to support her. But I do regret perhaps not having the awareness of it. And, uh, and, and I regret that somebody is able to impersonate Others that easily, she impersonated me and uh, impersonated other people to me. I received calls from New York, California, and, and even around here from people who said they were interested in my story. They were fooling; they were they were impersonators. And then when I responded to them, I found out that she was at the at the bottom of it. But how do we how do we still remain open and and still engaged in social media and yet have the ability to to navigate? and know what's true is really a challenge i think for all of us during this time
0: well as a pastor you know uh how and you you said that you you'd, you know help someone again if they said they needed help um i know a lot of other pastors well they may not be you know experiencing the same kind of ordeal you are you know maybe wind up in spots where they say this is too much for me to be able to handle helping someone out or um any other kind of situations where normally a pastor would leap into the situation. Uh, What kind of advice do you have for people who are in these kinds of positions who might need to take a step back from someone or maybe even just take a break altogether?
1: Oh, I think we have to look after ourselves during this time. And um, we have to realize that words do hurt and um, attacks do do take a chunk out of our lives. and, And we might be wounded to a point where we can't function and we might need to recede. I do want to give Give the the leaders um, caution in that way. We do need to know ourselves. We do need to um, protect our inner being so that we don't become angry and take it out on our parishioners. I think I've seen a lot of pastors who have who have become so hurt and uh, and and wounded that they become um, they become the, they lose the ability to serve and to and to comfort. And it's totally understandable because I think right now they're. Everybody's vulnerable and especially in leadership, you know, all the politicians. So I think we do need to look after ourselves. But on the other hand, too, I would like to say just we need to just courageously continue. <laughs> Take the chance. And mm-hmm. um, and even if we are humiliated and embarrassed and feel stupid, <laughs> like I did. <laughs> and and thought, so, wow, you know, I it, it was a chance worth taking because what if I hadn't? What if there I, I still like there's still other people who contact me. And have these horrific stories that are true, and and um, I need to be there for them. We need to take chances. We need to take risks when we can, when we're strong enough, and because people are hurting, really hurting. And we now have global ministries too, so we need to, you know, that's it's it's the challenge and and the wonder of the moment. But on the other hand, I I, I just. Um, I know especially right now, right around now, the leaders are really taking a, a beating and making some very, very difficult decisions. And um, to have to, to know themselves and not to feel and not to feel that they are um, not being in God's will if they do take a step back.